dive deep into whatever it is we find interesting. I'm your host, Calvin, and joining me from inside the house, it's your co-host, Nick Richardson. No, 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 no. I'm going to grab the banana. Just saying, there's a table here. I'm freaking out, man. There's a gun, knife, a machete, and a banana. I'm going for the banana. I think that's the right choice. It's the best weapon. Actually, I've seen that a corn cob can make quite a good weapon also. Yeah, I mean, it's good for that starting fires. If you want to smoke them out, smoke out the slasher. Now you just stab somebody with them. I saw it. You see it was it? in a movie. A slasher movie, to be specific, which is what we're here to talk about today. Now, that is how you segue, ladies and gentlemen. Quick question, though. Was yeah. this movie based in the Midwest? Probably. I, I didn't see the movie. I just saw it on, like, a hundred different YouTube compilations I was looking at for research for this article. Okay. Or, uh, podcast episode. I'm going to go on a limb and say that's a very Illinois thing to do. Shout out, Illinois. Murder yeah. people with corn cobs. Kansas, maybe. Then the weapon just, Kansas, you know, somewhere there. biodegrades somewhere. Exactly. Dang. 20 years? Nobody even knows it's there. Oh, you just throw it in the field with the rest of the corn. Exactly. He's red. I don't know where that blood came from. Probably a dog's blood. Yeah, I don't know. Goat blood. I don't know. Someone fell what on of, it? What kind of animals are on the corn farm? I mean, there's a maze out here. Someone could have fell. A maze of maize? Boom. Oh. All right, so we're giving out movie superlatives for slasher films. Um, this is a once-monthly thing that we do. I'm having trouble with words today. Sorry, my mind has been fried lately. But uh, every 100%. once a month, we give out these made-up awards to different types of movies. We give out one movie per award and one award per movie. And for this month, we're doing slasher movies. Heck yeah. Because it's Halloween. Well, I mean, in the spirit of Halloween, I think, I mean, I'm one of those households that we usually have, like, a little slasher movie marathon around Halloween. You know, the essentials. Nice. I'm, I'm Scream. Well, I don't know. Halloween. You know. Yeah, obviously. Halloween's kind of much needed. And uh, it, it's it's just a good tradition. I'm sure a lot of people do that around Halloween. In my house, slasher slash horror slash scary movies do not get watched at all because i am afraid of them my kids are afraid of everything <laughs> and my wife isn't really a fan yeah she doesn't get scared of them but she just is like yeah whatever they're all formulaic and it's easy to see what's going to happen and they're not scary man you corny and you see your wife even though i never met her i never even heard her voice yelling that at the tv yeah yeah you're like that's what yeah. happens so, we're here to give out these awards. We're going to give out the best single kill in a movie, the best near miss where a character just kind of gets away at the last second. It happens a lot in these slasher movies. Uh, the most terrifying scenario to be in, like where where would you least want to be? The best final girl, which is a, often a trope of the slasher movie, is there's one girl left standing at the end. So we're going to figure out who the best one of those is. And the best slasher, which is the actual murderer. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was funny. I don't know either, but I mean, that, that's what we're going for. Uh, we've got some great guests that are going to help out give these awards throughout the, the episode. Oh, yeah. And at the end, we give out the opposite of these awards in our movie, Sucklatives. The Sucklative Slasher. Yeah, the, the, the most sucky slasher. The hash-slinging slasher. So that's what we're going to do, and we're going to have fun with it. And uh, I had a hard time defining slasher. Because we don't want all horror movies, because, like, The Exorcist doesn't count, right? That's a horror movie, but it doesn't fit into these. Right. 
the, the way I had to find it as I was going through, and I think I put it on the outline for you as well, is they've got to be kind of up close and personal, personal kills, multiple kills throughout the movie, and you, they have to be in pursuit of one or more people. Like, they, they, they want to kill these people on purpose. Yeah, There's got to be that tension there. Yeah. They just, I mean, usually they just fucking enjoy it because they're sadistic bastards. Well, like Friday the 13th, he's not specifically, or, you know, the, the killer is not specifically going after these people, but they're there on their land, so they're like, well, fuck it, I'm going to kill them. But Halloween, on the other hand, he's specifically going after Laurie Strode. Scream, same thing. Specifically, we're going after Sidney Prescott there. So. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. Jason's got a lot of hate for chicks, man. There's an awful lot of boobs in those movies. Just saying. That's true. That was my first pair of boobs I saw in a, in a movie. It was a Jason movie. Was it Freddy vs. Uh, Jason? No. It was uh, probably like three or four. It was mid-90s. Uh, my brother and his friend rented it. And I wasn't even watching them. I was probably eight to ten years old. Like, hey, I'm Calvin, sitting in the other room playing Legos. And I just, I like walked in there to ask them something. It just happened to be at the scene. Just so happy. Where, <laughs> and then, it, no, it really did. And uh, so, yeah, I, I saw him. And then I like walked out and went back. And then I came back again later and I saw him, the, uh, the protagonist of the movie. So maybe somebody can help me out with which one this is when I tell you this scene. Because I can't describe the, the boobs in graphic detail, but I can remember that somebody was trying to kill Jason. Jason was after somebody, obviously, and that person was also trying to kill Jason. They ran him over with a car and then backed over him with a car, and then he still stood up again. Like, he just kept, they just kept kind of running him over back and forth, and he'd stand up every time. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, and then her tits popped out. <laughs> no, I think this was a, the, the, the boob scene was a much earlier scene. I, I walked in twice, and the, those were the two scenes that I saw. I mean, I saw a boob scene with my grandfather. It was very weird. It was Freddy vs. Jason. I remember that because it was either see Spy Kids or Freddy vs. Jason. And I was like, fuck this shit. Let's go see Freddy vs. Jason. Fuck that. Spy Kids all the way, man. I, mean, I didn't want to watch. I think it was Spy Kids. Like, Oh, it was a Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Spy Kids film. It was Shark film. Boy and Lava You've never seen Spy oh, Kids? Yeah. The fuck? No. Oh my god, I, Calvin. I was too old for Spy Kids. They came out when I was like 14. Dude, we watched Disney movies and stuff. Come on, that's perfect. Never mind. But anyway, so slasher movies, I think another thing to add to that is there's got to be an edged weapon of some kind being the preferred yes, killing method. Yes, they have to method. be literally slashing. And teeth count. I feel that. Teeth count. Yep. Body parts, maybe. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, that's fine. You got to stick with me. Just... You'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking there. about. Let's get into the awards. Let's do it. Best single kill you go. Oh, wait. We got to go to our guest. This is Ryan L. Terry, Professor Horror himself from the Forza Crowd podcast. We're going to hear what he has to say before we give our own awards out. Hey, everyone. This is Ryan L. Terry, a.k.a. Professor Horror here with my pick for best single kill in a horror movie. While there are many standout kills, such as the liquid nitrogen kill in Jason X, the opening kill in Scream, or the pole of the ass in 2001 Maniacs, I went with one that can also rank in hilarious one-liners from horror movies. When I set out to pick the best one, I took many elements into consideration, such as creativity, originality, never replicated in another horror movie, and one that comments on the victim themselves. Gore wasn't a big factor, because some of the best kills aren't necessarily the goriest ones. 
Remember what our parents used to tell us that watching too much TV was bad for us? Well, perhaps they were right. Taking my top pick for single best kill is a favorite of many and is the kind of dark comedic irony that works so incredibly well when used the right way. It's also one that is sadistic and hilarious all at the same time. This kill is fantastical and brutal enough that it works on so many levels as it brilliantly balances the line between entertaining and terrifying. Not to mention badass practical effects that still look great today. I'm talking Welcome to Primetime Bitch from A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Jennifer wants so much to be on TV, but she should have stayed awake to watch the Zsa Zsa Gabor late night special because falling asleep brings Freddy into the TV. And after it goes on the fritz, Jennifer walks up to it and the TV sprouts arms in Freddy's face. He reaches down and grabs her, hoisting her up to the TV and utters that great send-off one-liner. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. and shoves her head into the TV. Out of all the slashers, Freddy consistently has the most creative kills, and that is in part due to the kills themselves, but also his witty remarks. Thank you for listening to a podcast about something as they hand out some Screamtastic Horror Awards. If you would like to interact with me, you can connect with me on Twitter at RLTerry1, and don't forget to check out my audio sitcom, Forza Crowd Pod. That's a good choice. I got a couple things to say. All right, go for it. That is a great fucking choice, first and foremost. I've never seen Dreamweavers or Dream Warriors, whichever one it was. Uh, not not a big Freddy fan here. Oh my but god, dude, that one is. I still like the choice. Fucking hilarious. I just love bitch. <laughs> He's so good at it. <clears throat> also, Ryan sounds like Max Middleman, who is a voice actor that plays One Punch Man. Just saying, or Saitama okay. from One Punch Man. That was very ironic. Noted. Fucking noted. Were those all your notes? No. On, on uh, Ryan's. Okay. Also, I, I mean, I gotta Continue. disagree with the gore remark because of my pick, but I don't know if you're ready for it yet. I'm not because I ha- I have some thoughts too, and I I don't disagree. I think gore can enhance a kill, but I also don't think it's necessary. I agree, hundred percent. So, I, and I think that's what he was trying to say, but. I don't know, maybe. He, he said a lot of words there. <laughs> I liked it. But I, I I like a kill that has its own tagline, right? Like, you can say that it, anyone who's seen Dreamweavers, if you say Boy. that to them, they know exactly what you're talking about without, you know, going into describing it. Whereas, like, something from Scream, you'd have to, like, describe in detail what happened throughout like most of the kills in Scream. There, there's one in particular that I'll talk about later um, that you, you know what they're talking about, but like most of them, it's just he stabs a guy or he stabs a girl. This one, it's got its own tagline with it. You can really just be like, welcome to primetime, bitch. Everyone knows what you're talking about. Yeah, pretty much. And it's, it's legendary, man. You should really just look at a YouTube video. Of it. It's hilarious. I'm going to have to. He, he did such a good job of like describing it and building it up. I, I want to watch it. Since the first time he sent it to me earlier in the week, I've wanted to watch it. I just haven't gone out of my way to because I've, again, been busy. But let's hear what Nick has to say for the best single kill. So, I, like I said earlier with the gore, this one is exceptionally gory, but I don't think – well, it's – let me ref- – I said earlier that I don't really care about – there being gore or no gore but this definitely added to it and that's when johnny depp glenn gets fucking 
wrecked in the original Nightmare on Elm Street when he gets yanked through the bed and then the blood is just fucking spraying all over the ceiling and just that's fair the way they basically paint the room with blood and they just shift the set so it's kind of you know you've seen it right I have not I've seen that kill okay because so, it's it's all over YouTube and all these lists right. that I was looking at it's on all of them um but I have not the only Nightmare on Elm Street movie I have seen is the remake that they did in like 2010, 2011-ish. It's fucking awful. It, it was, and that didn't make me want to watch the rest. That's fair. But this one... And I, I know that the original is iconic, and I just don't care that much well, to go back to it. Let me say, it's not. I don't think it's a great movie, but this is one of those scenes where they just built the tension so perfectly... And being kind of an adversary to Freddy, it was just awesome seeing him, or uh, the love interest of the adversary of Freddy. It was awesome seeing, like, the evil dude get someone close to the main person, and then his mom fucking walks in the room, and just the way it's kind of, the soundscape and everything just works so well. It's the best kill. Yeah, good pick. (laughs) I've got one of my own. Let's hear it. It is the garage door slash doggy door kill in Scream. Oh! <laughs> Which, this is the only one in Scream where you can be like, that one. And everybody knows what you're talking about. Kind of like what Ryan did with the, uh, the Welcome to Primetime, bitch. Welcome to Primetime, bitch. Like, you say the garage door kill in Scream, everybody knows about this girl that got fucking trapped in the doggy door in the garage door, and then it got lifted. So this is the best and dumbest kill all in one entry here. Agreed. This dude chased this girl around the, the enclosed garage for like five minutes. And her best thought in all of this was to just try and go out the doggy door that she's clearly too large to fit through. And she's not a, a big person. She's a normal sized person. <laughs> but yet a normal sized person can't fit through a doggy door. I don't care who you are. So Ghostface just made it simple and quick, eschewing his normal knifely kills. And he's just like, fuck it, I'll open the door. And then he waits for her to be not quite decapitated, but sliced in half at the very least right i mean fuck dude what kind of how much horsepower is in this goddamn garage door open? so all right so that that's where it's the dumbest right <laughs> is how the hell can't she get out of the doggy door once she gets in and the garage started going up because she got in so she should be able to get out I, even though like she's not big enough to fit all the way through she should be able to get out the way she got in uh garage doors are also super slow just generally and if they have a hundred pounds of dead weight give or take they're also more slow yeah i don't think they're gonna lift man yeah it's not gonna go up <laughs> the, the, the garage door is not going to go even it's if you stressed. don't have the little sensor there to stop it from going up and down Ooh, that's a good point way, that's a good point at mid 90s those weren't ubiquitous yet well, i, I remember say. we we got one at my house sometime in the mid 90s because i remember my dad setting it up and he's like oh it's really cool you can't close the door on anyone and you're like not who the that fuck does had. that <laughs> yeah. who's just caught under doors all the time Fuck, but, man. I remember you couldn't even look at those things when they first came out without them just being like, oh, sorry, you couldn't close this door. You gotta give Ghostface a lot of credit here for the simplicity and the ingenuity of killing someone in a garage door when they could easily have prevented it in about a hundred different ways. So shout out to Ghostface there. For real. And if you... It's an iconic kill. Dude, if you want to be legendary, kill someone like that. Not literally. Exactly. Don't do that, people. That's not... But it, you know, you know what I'm saying. A horror movie... <laughs> Um, yeah, if, if you want to be a legendary slasher, you have to get creative with your kills. You can't just go knifing everyone. It's for real. I mean, that's where Michael doors. Myers loses points. Well, that throws the cops off. Not part of exactly. your ammo. 
Oh no, this girl couldn't have been killed by the ghost face. No. She got she got stuck in a garage door. What a moron. Shit, she deserves Johnson. to die. We had two killers on the scene. Well, I mean spoilers, but they did. God damn it. I like that pick though. Love it. I love when he was parodied parodied. You fucking talk today, Jesus Christ. I, I'm having trouble too. It's a bad day. But uh uh in scary movie. Mm-hmm. That was fucking hilarious. The first scary movie did a really good job of like finding the right beats to parody and the right beats to kind of keep the tension because they were still telling their own slasher movie within the parody um, framework. Right. So they did a really good job. And then after that, like the next, I think, I don't think I saw scary movie three, but I've seen scary movie two and scary movie four. And that the scary movie one's the only one that like hits the beats correctly and is actually funny when you hold it up to the movies that it's parodying. Yeah, it's by far the best. But I still one of them like tries to parody Eight Mile in the middle of it, and it, it's that's just three. Weird. Fucking love that's that three, one, yeah. dude. Three is hilarious. I got a fondness for. Uh, we should do a podcast about scary movie. Oh shit. Okay, you you write it up because I'm not that interested in parody films, but okay. All right. Parody films. Podcast about parody I, films. Maybe I've seen three. I remember the, the, the like eight mile scene with Kevin Hart. He's got the dreads. I remember all of that. That is not Kevin Hart with the dreads. Are you sure? I'm like almost positive. Kevin Hart's got a beanie on and a, a do-rag and oh. like the whole time. Okay. Kevin Hart is in the movie. I'm just getting him confused with it. Okay. Anthony, I thought he had Anthony the, I thought he had the Oh, Anthony Anderson. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's doing the Mackay Pfeiffer bit. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> um... And so Scary Movie 2 was the one where they were in the house, right? That they were doing, they were parodying The Haunting and like all of the ghost house movies, basically. Yeah, like 13 Ghosts, Haunting, or yeah. uh, House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, the little the, the little hand guy. The little hand, yeah. I definitely remember that. Maybe maybe 4 is the one I haven't seen. 4 is, they're, the rest of I know they do War years. of the Worlds in that one. Yeah, not good. I mean, no, well, because that's not even a scary movie. Right. I think Charlie Sheen opens with falling on his dick. Let's move on to the best near miss. Let's do it. Uh, we've got the guys from, or one of the guys from Bring On the Weird podcast to give out his best near miss before we give out our best near misses. Hello, this is Will from the Bring On the Weird podcast. My pick for near miss in a movie is going to be from the Night of the Living Dead 1990 remake. It's been 30 years since that movie. I probably saw it about 25 when I was 13 or 14. Man, that's crazy. Anyway, zombie movies are littered with near misses. But the scene I'm going with is when they're covering the large windows with spare doors. Because farmhouses have large windows and spare doors for just such a scenario, right? Anyway, Ben, played by the great Tony Todd, is putting his door in place and yelling for a hammer when Mr. Magruder smashes through the window. The first time my best friend and I watched this movie, Mr. Magruder is instantly reminded us of our metal shop teacher, Mr. Van Hart. Except, Van Hart had a serious Jamie Heineman of the Mythbusters mustache. Ben was struggling to hold the door up and keep Magruder out, and Barbara's aiming her shotgun, but can't get a clear shot, and Judy Rose won't stop screaming. It's a mess! They finally let the door go, and Magruder slams down on the floor with the door. Barb stands on his back and aims at his head. Judy Rose is freaking out, telling her not to kill him, but blam! It's done. This is when we can tell Barb's sanity is slipping away. Anyway, that's mine. It may not be the bestest, most fantastic near-miss in a film, but it holds a special place in my heart. In my van heart, you might say. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, I like that he went personal on that one. Yeah, it was a good. Because one. these these aren't necessarily the most perfect examples of these. These are our favorite. We're giving the awards based on our personal preferences. So he got the he got the gist of it there. And you know, I'm not a zombie movie fan. We've discussed that when we did a podcast about zombies at some point. But I get the I get the idea behind it. I get why they're important, why people like them. I'm just not a fan. But that's a great example of of what we were going for here, where you know you're almost that the killer's got their sights set on you, and you just can't get there. That the killer just can't land that blow. Well, it's got the juiciness of they get their head blown off. So there. Mm-hmm. I mean, do zombie movies count as slasher movies? I. That's what I'm. Struggling we're not here with. to quibble with the guest the guest spots because we didn't like they prepared them they sent them to us we couldn't go back and forth that far he got the he got the idea behind you know what we were going for it's a good example Night of the Living Dead is held up there on the pantheon of horror movies um, and there are a lot of kills in in that as far as I know you know I'm willing to say but I don't know if they're slashers uh, I did say teeth you know teeth are that's, a, that's fair you know epitomized in a slasher movie and also you could look at movies like 28 weeks later which there is a final girl mm-hmm. you know there's there's all of that it's up close and personal one chick gets her eyes gouged out it's very gross but uh you know I th- i'm willing to grandfather it in there yeah I, th- I think it gets the spirit of the slasher if if not an outright slasher because there is no sharp weapon necessarily yeah that's true i don't know teeth can be pretty fucking sharp that's fair so this, for me, was the by far the hardest award to give out. Uh, like I said, I usually with these movie superlatives episode, I've seen the movies that we're talking about multiple times. Uh, the scenes kind of stick out in my mind, and I just have to go refresh my memory. But with horror slasher movies, that, that doesn't work for me. I, I don't watch a lot of them, and if I've seen them, I don't remember them, because I only watch them once because I'm scared. So... I, and while I'm watching them, I'm trying to block out as much as I can so I don't get scared later. So I'm like, ha- like I'm always half in to these slasher movies, and I'm definitely only half in when there is kind of the slashing going on. Um, I thought YouTube would really be more helpful here. I, I thought there would be some like Final Girl Getting Away compilation. Doesn't exist. Somebody that uh, does YouTube videos, make that for us. We need it. Make it for yourself. You'll get hell of all. You get hell of yeah. use. I mean, at least two. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would probably watch it four times to to make sure I picked the right one too. So like, you're up to eight now if we both watch it four times. That's like a cent. I mean, that adds up after a while. So I had to almost break the rules. We can we can discuss the efficacy of this as a slasher movie, but it's the only thing I could come up with without watching all these slasher movies over again and like just studying when people get away, because this is one that I have seen multiple times. It's in Saw, the reverse bear trap, Amanda escapes. I mean, uh, so let's have this discussion right now. Is Saw a slasher? The original Saw, not any of the sequels. Okay, so it basically when you said that the question was posed, my mind immediately went to yes. But then, see, my mind immediately went to no. I did. I would not have counted it un- until I was up against a wall with nothing else to choose, and that's why I chose it here. But I just wouldn't have even thought of it 
honestly. So yeah, I mean, I'm leaning in the no. He's he's, I mean, they're up close and personal kills, but he's not there. He and they're not even. They're basically they're killing barely themselves. Barely classified. Yeah, they're always killing themselves. They're not getting slash. I mean, there are some slashes for sure. Like there, there's some sharp was. edges going on. Yeah, I mean, especially in this scene, even Amanda is doing some slashing here. So. I th- I think it could count, but it also couldn't. So we're gonna go with a can just so I can you know count give it. this award to it. Right. Yeah. That's all right. That's fair. That's the um, only time that's ever happened in any of our superlative mo- superlative movies, superlative episodes. So you know it's allowed. We'll we'll go for it. Exactly. This is by far one of Jigsaw's most diabolical traps. Um, they get super out of hand in the sequels, but in the original Saw, this is probably the worst. I think. It was one of those. She's, where- fuck dude you're just like ah well i think everyone like you can't even think about experiencing having that thing on your head just the weight of it i always would touch my face like well the weight of it the the clamps in your teeth uh, like she had the joker scars afterwards she's got that going on there's a lock and a timer counting down she realizes she's got to cut this dude open she thinks he's dead so you know she's got to cut open his stomach to get the key out but then he wakes up and she just keeps going. And I think at this point, you know, once you've decided to gut a guy, it doesn't matter if he's alive or dead anymore. Like, you just got to go with it at that point. He's going to get an infection anyways. Exactly. Uh, she gets the key out. She, just in the nick of time, gets the the lock undone, slings the thing over her head. It pops open with, you know, however much PSI was pumped into that thing. I just, if that's not the triumph of the human spirit, I don't know what is. Yeah, that would be so... Phew, she's got more balls than I do. Is that, like, blood is so sticky. Like, mm. fuck, dude, you're handling people's guts. Ugh, fuck that. I, I like this one, too, because it's it's all on her devices that she gets away. It's, it's all because of her. She has to do it. A lot of times in these slasher movies, when the person gets away, it's because of the killer's ineptitude. Right? He, he goes in for the long, slow stab instead of just, like, fucking jabbing you with the knife a million times. Right, or, it feels like a villain monologue, but in exactly. slasher form. Or uh, he he finds a, a screwdriver to try and kill you with instead of a uh, instead of a knife, and the screwdriver just uh, he stabs you in the arm and it doesn't actually kill you like I'm stabbing a knife in the chest would. Um, so I like this that it you know that the trap the trap is perfectly designed, and because it's perfectly designed, she's able to escape because that was part of Jigsaw's whole thing. Right. You know, I'm, I think this is honestly just – this is a good pick, man. I like it. I really like it because it's so close. Such a good near miss. There really wasn't any in many of the Saw movies that I could think of. Very, well, no, most of the people die. Yeah. I and, mean, I guess also the the doctor technically gets away in Saw 1 because he comes back in Saw 7. Spoilers. Um, that's one of the only horror franchises that I went like all the way through. I didn't see the latest one. The last one that was like a soft reboot, Jigsaw. Yeah. That's the only one I never watched. Um, but I did follow that franchise all the way through because when the first Saw came out, I was scared to death of it. I was like 17. I went to see it in the theaters with some friends. Absolutely scared to death. Went home at like 11 o'clock at night when it's dark. Bad idea. But I knew it was great. I mean, so I could separate how good it was from how scared it made me and you know how scared it made me also made it great and then i watched it two more times like at 
just random times. I don't know why. I left saying I'm never going to watch this movie again. It scares the shit. Like that pig mask that uh, I guess it's Amanda wears to capture the, the two main guys that are trapped in the bathroom. That thing haunted my nightmares for weeks. And then I watched the movie again. And then I watched it a third time. All bad ideas. And then Saw 2 came out, watched that. Saw 3 came out, saw that in the theater. 4, 5, 6, 7, all of them. Had to be there. Damn. It went Blood off the rails. Punishment. I just, the ending yeah. though, that's what got me. Is just like, man, that ending is too good. Well, yeah. It, it's a perfect movie. I don't know about perfect, but it fucking, it's like. Name something that's wrong with it. Name something that's wrong with it? Yeah. Ah, uh, you know, I'm not really thinking exactly. Off it's a the top perfect movie. Oh, kiss my, kiss my keister, Calvin. Do you have a near miss for us, Nick? I do have a near miss, but I have a question. Okay. Why don't these slashers just get a fucking huge sword? They're all supernaturally strong. Why don't they just go get a William Wallace sword? They'd have way more. Reach. I mean, Jason's got a machete that's like two foot long i'm talking like a seven foot long blade dude it's too unwieldy you can't walk around with that thing everywhere cops see you they're gonna pick you right up you need a kitchen knife you can stick in your pocket if the cops drive by well i mean fuck there's never a cop in these movies and if they are then you got a big sword they get killed too yeah you get i mean i just i picture michael myers with a giant sword fucking william the mountain you know like a sword like the mountain would have just flinging it at cops that'd be intense that'd be fucking intense but best near i think miss. we've moved on from a slasher movie at that point that's a different type of movie i don't know what it is but if he shouts freedom i'm fucking there for it <laughs> freedom! the one word michael myers ever said freedom <laughs> guts laurie strode and just freedom <laughs> that's all he wanted in his whole life was to kill laurie strode <laughs> pulls off his mask and it's fucking Mel Gibson now that would that would seem like it's a setup for a twist but it would totally not be a twist to just be like yeah Mel Gibson killed all these people I believe it that's a documentary that that's what happened and then he says looks right into the camera and says welcome to prime time bitch <laughs> <laughs> then he opens the garage door that somebody stuck in he just pulls him out real quick like this dumbass all right, so what's your near miss, Nick? My dude, this is like the I'm surprised you didn't pick it. It's the most iconic near miss in my opinion, and it's when Sally escapes in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. Never seen it. The original is pretty good. There's not really all that much gore. Um, more of it's implied, but the old patriarch of the group couldn't kill her, and she just fucking booked it out a window. So Leatherface's buddy and him are chasing her down and his buddy just gets fucking drilled by a car which kind of preoccupied Leatherface and just enough so she could escape. Nice that Leatherface cares about his friends. I don't think enough psycho murderous killers care enough about their friends. I don't know if he cares necessarily is it's just like whoa. It's just a distraction. Right. It's just like holy fuck this dude just got nailed by this car and I mean fucking nailed. So then he just sits there and he just slashes at the air while she's riding off in the back of a truck. I saw that clip in a few of the, the different compilations I looked up. I just – I haven't seen the movie. I don't f ever feel good at picking something from a movie I haven't seen. I, that was one of the few – because I saw the reboot of it, and I just thought the it was god-awful. So I went back and watched the original, and I wasn't super impressed with it either. It's just not really my style. 
So you did the opposite of what I did with Nightmare on Elm Street. I saw Nightmare on Elm Street, thought it was bad, and was like, I don't need more of that in my life. You're like, I need the good version of this. I need to see why it's a classic in the first place. And yeah, yeah. I could. It has its merits. Like that ending is super solid. Really enjoyed that. But I have a habit of just talking shit when I see these older movies. Like when he's flinging his chainsaw in the air. Yeah. It's like, look at this dumb motherfucker. It's it's very easy to like see the cracks in the older movies, and that and that's a problem with them. Like I watched the uh, there's 2009 Friday the 13th. I watched that one first, and I, that one was I think it was more closely related to the original like they tried to do a closer remake than any of the other ones that we're talking about here and then so because of that I kind of liked it but I knew it like it, it could have been better so that made me want to go back and watch like the rightful version of that and the 1980-1979 the original version is better but like the acting and the effect not the acting the effects are better in the 2009 version 100% are you talking about Nightmare on Elm Street no uh, Friday the 13th they did a remake of Friday the 13th yeah Daniel Pennebaker is in it no shit I have no idea who that is uh, she is uh, Caitlin Frost in CW Flash okay okay or Caitlin Snow alright uh, uh, Killer Frost. That's what she is. That person. She was, a, she was a Disney girl, and that was like her breakout from Disney movie, and then now she's on the CW. Wow. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, you can't really do much more of a breakout, but then you can re you really came back. She didn't. She was the final girl in that one, I believe, um, but she was not being the final girl. There were no uh, sexual scenes with her. Damn it. Yeah, sorry. Where are, the, where are the tits, Calvin? Shit. I mean, there are plenty in that movie, just not hers. All right, cool. I'll watch it then. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so let – are we ready to move on to um, the most terrifying scenario? I am. Or did you have more on your near miss? I'm good. All right. Most terrifying scenario, we're going to hear from the guys from Talking Shiz. Hello, this is CJ. And this is Maddox. And we're from Talking Shiz. And we're here tonight to give away the award for the most terrifying scenario. Which movie would you least likely to be a prey in? Do you want to be a prey in? And the nominees are Nightmare on M Street. And then, of course, we have Brightburn. Child's Play. And then we have Saul. And the winner is... Brightburn. Brightburn. Fantastic movie. I definitely don't want to be anywhere near this kid because he went from zero to psycho in less than a week. And I'm right there with you, man. I mean, Brightburn is... This kid... A preteen that literally murdered his adopted mother and adopted father, uh, killed his crush's mother because he just did not like the way that she thought about him. And oh my God, it, it, this this same kid is just uh, just brutal, and within has the same capability. Took a uh, uh, go ahead. Oh yeah, he took a whole jetliner down. <laughs> 
Just a yeah, he took a whole airplane down to cover up his I mean, tracks. He took out like I mean, if you think about it, he he killed the, the local cop. He killed uh, just about everybody that came in contact with the family. If you think about it, to a certain degree, and oh, and oh yeah, just this is the most sadistic thing ever. The kid literally killed the uncle with his own vehicle and literally go up to him and literally put his finger in his blood and licked it. Now, in that movie... The, the dude was shooting laser... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The dude was shooting lasers out of his eyes and hitting the chickens like it was a carnival game. Pa-ching! Pa-ching! You just pick you off like one by one, like as if it's playtime. Like, dude, that no, I would not want to be in that movie for sure. And another thing, oh no, especially hearing the chickens pop, <laughs> the chickens popping that. Pop, pop. Oh yeah, no kidding. Now my favorite part out of that whole movie, though, uh, I would say when the truck wouldn't start, and then when he turned on the lights, he saw Brightburn, and he's like wait a minute, is that who I think it is? And then he turns the light off and then turns it back on and he's floating in the air and he turns the light off and he turns it there again and he disappears. He's like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> that was my favorite part as well. <laughs> he's like, nope. But um, I, I think this is it. This is it for the awards. Uh, yeah. Yep, this is it. So Brightburn wins this award. Well, thank you guys for allowing Talking Shiz to announce this winner. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. No, thank you, Talking Shiz. So I, I gotta say, I just it, I, it had me go in most terrifying scenario, and in the background was just the greatest inspirational music of all time. I felt I like I loved the awards ceremony that they presented. Like they they made a real ceremony. Like they put a lot more work into this than we ever have. So thank you for that. That was love. That was love. I um, I don't know, I'm on the fence. Brightburn's a good pick. Never seen it. Really wanted to see it. But I heard it was stupid and I don't know if it's necessarily a slasher but it's such a good pick because that would be fucking scary yeah i i don't think it could qualify as a slasher it's close it, it's in the same boat as saw where there's a lot of kills they're they're up close and personal but there's not a lot of actual slashing well it's more, in this it's one he takes a, a piece of glass at one point and slashes somebody so that one would count but they didn't pick that it's more of a smasher so it's like a distant cousin yeah so I don't want to give out too much on Brightburn because you haven't seen it. Do you know what the the you know the one line the tagline of it is at least? Evil Superman boy. Yeah. Well, they basically spoiled all the stuff, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I mean they spoiled all the people he killed, but yeah, it's Damn it. it's what if Superman became evil when he was a child instead of decided to be a good person? You know. I thought about that before. And that's a that's a bad scenario to be in. I, I can't argue with that. I can, and I'm going to, but it's a good pick. It's a good pick. I like it. What do you got for most terrifying scenario? Okay, this is going to sound stupid, but follow me with this. Jason Braver. X. 
I'm following you. I'm there with you. So Braveheart. All right. So Lethal Weapon 1. Okay, hear me out. Never mind. Jason X. <laughs> Jason X. I'm with you. It's I, I, I understand it. Have you seen that movie? No, but I know what it is. It's fucking terrible. But hear me out. So the Earth is overrun. We go to the stars. Jason is just, they're like, hey, look at this giant fucking creature. We're going to freeze him up, reanimate him in 2455, and so he can be sold. I think that's the same year as Hellraiser 4 takes place. Ooh, shared universe. I really wanted to try and find a way to fit Hellraiser 4 in here, and I, I just, I didn't remember enough of it. You're welcome for that. But he <laughs> comes back alive on a goddamn spaceship, is killed, then is rebuilt as a cyborg in fucking space. No thank you. That would ter terrify the shit out of me. Because, and you're trapped in space. Right. Yeah. On a spaceship, in space. Space is a vacuum. Fuck that There's noise. There's nowhere to go. No one would hear your screams out there. And that's where I come in. Because mine goes to Alien. 1979. This was my first initial pick, but honestly, I'd be a little more scared it, of a cyborg Jason. Than a fucking xenomorph? Yes. Xenomorph is faster. Xenomorph is more powerful. It's bigger. It's got teeth it can kill you with. It can impregnate you with the chest burster that can kill you. It can just stab you with its claws at any moment. Tail. Also, the tail. you're trapped on the spaceship. Same thing going there. So you're basically on a spaceship with either the galaxy's most advanced predator or Jason as a cyborg. Yeah, I'm 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 picking Jason in that battle. I think I could outsmart Jason. You can't outsmart the alien. I think you I think you talked me into it, Calvin. It's an it's an unknown life form. Jason's at least a known life form, right? But this cyborg, is unknown. Don't. they don't even know what it is. Uh, it's picking your crew off one by one. It's as the most Jason? terrifying scenario out of any scenario that's ever scenarioed. Well, I think they both have the same thing in common. Jason the is... cyborg, you can turn him off. He's got a power button. Take but his batteries he? out. Does he? So here's we're both talking about spaceships because spaceships? that's clearly the most terrifying scenario. Like that yeah, that's a common that. thread here. That's like underwater. Do you underwater's bad. Has there ever been a cruise ship slasher movie? Uh ghost ship maybe would count cuz like 100 mm -hmm. people get killed with a taut wire i'm sure it's out there bigger horror fan professor horror let us know is there a cruise ship slasher movie i haven't seen one but i'm sure it's out there it's the same scenario you're stuck on a cruise ship you're stuck on a spaceship there's no way to escape you just have to win and i like my chance of winning versus jason better than i do against the xenomorph oh, and i like right. to mention a cruise ship here as a place with no escape because this one time in high school one of our friends had gone on a cruise during like spring break or something when he came back he told my brother that my brother should go on a cruise to pick up girls because they're all stuck there with nothing better to do but he said something more lines uh he said something more along the lines of they can't get away from you on a cruise ship and that just always makes me laugh but the implication yeah think of the implication so you're gonna scare him no 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 <laughs> But the implication... Yeah, this guy comes back from a cruise ship and tells my brother, you need to go on a cruise because you 100% you can pick up a girl because I can't get away from you. <sighs> always stuck in my mind, and it's always funny. <laughs> that was my brother's level of game, apparently. <laughs> hey, baby, let's get trapped on a cruise ship together. <laughs> Just run into each other on the cocktail shrimp line. So bringing it back here, 
it's a thousand times worse in space, right, than on a cruise ship. Because on a cruise ship, like, you can jump off. There's a chance that jumping ship, you're going to survive. I mean, uh, yeah. Especially it's if it's like a life chance. raft. No, and, yeah. I mean, if you're in an area where there's sharks and shit, you're probably going to fucking die, or you'll get tired I would take you... that chance over jumping into the vacuum of space where no one can hear you scream. And well, you I have mean, literally nowhere to go. And you die instantly. Even um, if you have a spacesuit, you know. So you're like, I'm going to get the spacesuit. I'll jump out and figure it out from there. You got limited oxygen. So then at that point when your oxygen runs out, your choice is you return to ship or drift into space and die of starvation. Have you ever seen Gravity? Yes, I've seen Gravity. Well, fucking George Clooney just floats off into space. That was when I watched that When movie, all she had to do was tug on the little wire and he would have come. Yeah. I don't recall that much of it. The only thing I recall is – They were tethered was... together. And he was floating one way and she was floating the other. And so he said, I'm going to keep pulling you further and further because he was, I guess he was floating faster or whatever. He said, I'm, I'm going to end up pulling you too far away. You have a chance to get back to the, the thing right now. So he untethered himself, but like literally all she had to do was like give half a tug and he would have come floating back because that's how space works. I'm sure it's not that simple. But still, it's that, that simple. Ask Neil deGrasse Tyson; he knows. I will give him a call. I'll give him a call, Calvin. But yeah, I, I, that was like the most terrifying thing I could possibly think of. Like that'd be yes, the shittiest way floating, to fucking die. Waiting to die, right? Because it's gonna be like two days probably. I just pop my helmet off and say "fuck it," but still, I would, yeah. I don't want to have that around me. You like, still freeze and your lungs pop. Like that—that's not a great way to and go. And your either. blood boils. Like fuck yeah. that noise, dude. And I'd much rather. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be anywhere near fucking space in the first place. No. Fuck that shit, dude. And then with a psycho killer coming after you, right. or a psycho alien psycho hell-bent killer. on killing you. And a fucking robot who's trying to keep the alien as a pet. He's there, too. He's like, Ayo, I'm unkillable. Bishop. I'm a supernatural being. Yeah, so none of these are great options to be in space. Uh, it's absolute, by far, the last place you would want to be stuck with any maniacal killer alien there's no argument for anything else. Yeah, I think we're Brightburn, on Brightburn's a scary situation, but it's not space. Now, if you're stuck in space with evil child bastard Superman, fine. Then, yeah, then that you got my vote there. That would suck. I mean, he did come from space, I think. I don't really know the premise of that movie. I imagine if it's like Superman, it, it's he came from literally space. Literally, it's, it's Superman's origin, but he became evil. Okay, so, but still... I mean, I would just get in a car and fucking leave. Like, bye. He's got to yeah. eat, right? Not I my mean, kid anymore. See you later. Yeah, I'm not grocery shopping for you, loser. Fend for yourself. Bitch. Now, having said all that about how scary space is, I do have an honorable mention. Hey, and hey. that's Cabin in the Woods. Because I, I need to, I needed to talk about Cabin in the Woods at some point. And I, it didn't win any awards, but it's a great movie. And so Cabin in the Woods, you're stuck there, and you're going to get killed no matter what, because that's why you're there. So, like, you think there's a way out, but there is no way out. Well, and and that dawning on you, and going to that building, and just having all that shit going, and everyone getting slaughtered around you, that is literally a room full of nightmares. Fuck that noise. But I don't think, I think at the time, like, when you're there, and I don't remember which monster they ended up with that was doing the killing in Cabin in the Woods... But when you're there, 
that's not as terrifying as being stuck on a spaceship with Jason or because you don't know that you're stuck there. You think there's all these ways to get out until you're Thor and you like jump your motorcycle into the invisible wall and get zapped. That was like the most surprising kill. Yeah, I, I was ever like, saw. what the fuck? When he did that, I was like, yo! Oh my god! <laughs> he just jumped his motorcycle off a cliff and into an invisible wall. I think I just I I remember like hitting my leg and being like, thank you. Like that should have happened to Evil Knievel tens of times ago. Like the fuck. All right, so let's get to the best final girl. We're coming to you hot with stories of your and your giving out the first award here. Hey everybody, this is Sean from Stories of Your and Yours. That's Y O R E and Y O U R S. Soon to be known as Ink and Ash, a short story podcast. I am here to present the award for Best Final Girl. And I came up with some nominees, if you will, for this category. And the nominees are as follows. Sarah Carter, from one of my all-time favorite horror movies, The Descent. Nancy Thompson, from Nightmare on Elm Street. Laurie Strode, from Halloween. Sidney Prescott, from Scream. And Erin Harson from Your Next. All of these ladies are deserving of consideration. Sarah Carter overcame personal tragedy and cave monsters, and was the last one standing, at least when we left her in the bleak ending that The Descent gives us. Nancy Thompson staved off a killer that stalked both her and the actress that played her in a fourth-wall-breaking experience. Laurie Strode lived in at least two different timelines, if I'm remembering correctly, and prepared all her life to take on the killer who first stalked her as a teenage babysitter. And let's not forget that she was seen as the original final girl. But, in a bit of an upset, I went with Erin Harson. Laurie Strode, you see, gets plenty of love, and she is the chalk pick here, but hear me out. And if you haven't seen your next, do yourself a favor and go check it out. I'll try not to spoil too much, but essentially, most final girls are resourceful, but just kind of barely manage to survive. Erin Harson, though? She is a straight-up badass. All she wants to do is live a normal life after growing up unbeknownst to those who would attempt to come at her in a manner that makes her someone you don't want to mess with. She doesn't escape her would-be killers, you see. She smashes them. Sometimes literally. Smashes, stabs, dispatches in creative and violent ways. It's not what she wanted, but when she found herself in a situation calling for it, Erin Harson became the final girl, not because she escaped but because she dominated. If the booby traps wouldn't get him, the blender to the head would. So congratulations to Erin Harson from Your Next, the best final girl. Thanks to Calvin and Nick for having me on, and if you want to hear me narrate some short stories over on my show, you can find me at Stories of Your, that's Y-O-R-E, and Yours, that's Y-O-U-R-S, at S-Y-Y Podcast on all the social media, and pretty soon, the name of the show will be changing to Ink and Ash. And at that point, you should be able to find me on all the social media at Ink and Ash Pod. Thanks again, guys, and everybody, enjoy the show. That is a great show. You guys should check it out. I think he convinced me to watch your next. He has. I've else. never seen it. I really want to fucking see it now. I've but heard... from the way he described it, it feels like she's the slasher and not the final girl. He's talking about she's taking motherfuckers out. She's the final slasher. Yeah. She turns the tables on those, and now the tables have turned. The turntables have turned. The new horror comedy coming to NBC this fall at 8 p.m. But I like how he and the guys from The Amazing World of Talking Shiz, they gave their nominations before 
giving out the final award. I like that. We don't have time to do that for every award for us. First of all, because I just pick, like I don't pick five and then go into one. Because we gotta we gotta give love to all these movies in different ways for the awards and the succulatives. So like we get to talk about them either way. This guy, you know, these guys they've got one chance to throw out all of their thoughts. Yeah, and I, I mean, like that they give the nominations and then present the award. I like that. Yeah, he he did a fantastic job. All great nominations too. Seriously though, he fucking was on point with those. Except he was too on point and he gave the award wrong because he <laughs> should have gone with his gut because it's Laurie Strode. For real? Have you seen the remake? I haven't. The Ooh. the t- wait, hold on. The Rob Zombie remake or the 2018 2019. Soft 2019. No, I, I have, I've not seen I have not seen the latest one. It is worth a fucking the Rob pick. Zombies. Mostly because I guess she's like a partner last girl technically, but she's that final girl that existed on and then she just spends the rest of this movie fucking prepping like a G. Her house is Well she turns into like Sarah Connor basically. Pretty much, dude. It's fucking time. That's what I would do. If I had if I had some motherfucker chasing me with a goddamn kitchen knife just appearing Get everywhere a gun. I went. Yeah. You know, you already know. I'd have, get a gun. I'd have a shitload of guns. I'd move to Florida and have as many guns as I could fucking have. Or Texas. Texas is better for guns. Yeah, they have a Florida's lot. Florida's got crazier guns. shit going on here. Yeah, they have fucking uh, zombies. As as he said, there are a lot of qualified final girls. Each one muscling their way to the finish to defeat their slasher at the end of the movie. I think. I mean, his choice was good. I haven't seen that movie, like we said. I think two really stand above the rest. And it's Laurie Strode, as mentioned, and it's Sidney Prescott from Scream. Um, and we got to break the rules a tiny bit here, I think. Because I think Laurie Strode, you have to encompass all of the Halloween franchise. Usually we just give it to one movie. But you got to, I think you got to take the whole Halloween franchise into consideration here. Well, all I think three she... alternate timelines. <laughs> all the 17 alternate and books and yeah. comics and all that shit. But I think she is equally responsible for launching that franchise as michael myers absolutely if she if she didn't exist if if she was just a bland if she wasn't so compelling for sure exactly if if she was any of the people in friday the 13th or nightmare on elm street it would have been just like those movies where it turned campy immediately after the the first movie uh but halloween didn't halloween persists because it's such a good story and they have that that personal relationship that grows with each entry. Um, I, I think, you know, Halloween on its own would be enough to win the award or at least share it with Sydney Prescott. But let's think about this for, let's break it down. She's only in high school. Same with Sydney, which is fine. Uh, she's just trying to babysit when this random dude starts stalking her and killing everyone around her. No idea what's going on. Like horribly and, gruesome ways. And yeah, no one she, believes her. Yeah, no one believes her. She shows a level of ingenuity in escaping and ultimately defeating Michael Myers that most high school kids can only muster when they're trying to sneak some beer out of their parents' fridge for next weekend's party. Or you know, when they're trying to find is, weed. She is five steps ahead of Michael Myers. She knows what to do. She knows how to get away, how to stop him. And, you know, he's a force to be reckoned with. He's no slouch. He's he, evil personified, bro. Exactly. And she's... He walks slowly, but that does not stop him from horribly being people. absolutely menacing right well shit and she's rational i mean she listens to you know she listens she is like yo this dude's a bad guy i'm gonna run as fast as i can even yeah. though he's supernatural Smart. uh laurie goes blow for roll form 
right up until the end when Dr. Loomis finally shoots him, you know, quote-unquote dead. Huge heavy air quotes there around dead. So, love that in Sydney Prescott, she checks a lot of these same boxes, but I just feel like the the two idiots from Scream, they're nowhere near as formidable as Michael Myers. No. The only the only way that they contend is because there are two of them instead of one. So she has to get away from two of them. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair even though Michael Myers is goddamn supernatural. I mean, but they all are. Did you see some of the guy things the guys in Scream did? Yes, I did. They killed someone with a garage door. That's true. They're jumping through windows and shit. Never hurt. And, so this is the cherry on top for Lori. Unlike most horror franchises that have kind of a rotating cast of people to kill with each installment, usually the final girl dies early in the movie of the sequel. Lori is the final girl four times in the original timeline. That ties her with Sidney Prescott. Two times in the Rob Zombie chronology. And then another time in the 2018 Halloween that she comes back around. It disregards all the other sequels. But still, we count a total of seven encounters with Michael Myers, and she won every single one of them. Well, she died in one of the movies. But she didn't really die because then she came back in H2O 20 years later. So, let me say, a couple other things, too, is, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, great actress. Mm -hmm. And she was fucking smoking in H2O. Yeah, she was looking good. Josh Hartnett was in there, too. They were both looking good. A lot of beautiful people. And yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in that one, too. I mean, hella beautiful people. They have he was, he was just a kid then, Nick. Yeah. You can't say that. Whatever. I was going to say, I mean, Michael Myers was played by Jude Law. You already know. <laughs> Fucking Robert Downey Jr. was in there, too. Youngledore himself in there. So, are you're saying you went with Laurie as well? I did. I went with Do you Laurie. have anything to add Laurie. to the conversation here? Not particularly, because she's just so far and away with it. Yeah, absolutely. So, here's the caveat. The honorable mention goes to Ripley, and Ripley's actually the winner, because, but she can't win because Alien is a more terrifying scenario than anything else. We already covered that. But everything that was great about Laurie Strode is great about Ripley, and she does it in space with a xenomorph all on her own. I don't think anybody else, none of these other girls could pull that off in space with a xenomorph. No, I, yeah, I agree 100%. So she wins, but she doesn't win because the the level of terrifyingness that exists in Alien is greater than the level of badass Ripley is over Laurie Strode. Does that make sense? Do I need to graph it for everyone? I don't think so. I think I grasp it. You don't need a graph to help grasp and then you finally grasp it. So yeah, that's my third SpongeBob reference this episode. I'm just I'm just moving straight through. You fucking not dude. gonna be stuck on those SpongeBob references. You son of a bitch. It's funny. My wife doesn't let my kids watch SpongeBob. Like what? she hates SpongeBob. She thinks it's like the death of all intelligence. I don't really care. I watched it when I was a kid. It it started in 1999. I was like 12. It hit me right in the sweet spot of like this is hilarious for a cartoon. And it's just stupid enough that 12-year-old me thinks it's hilarious. Uh, it's it's not that detrimental. So, But she like came out very strong. We're not watching SpongeBob. SpongeBob's dumb. It's going to make you dumber. You're not allowed to watch it. So obviously that's all they wanted to watch. And You're just like, now oh. they watch it. <laughs> they watch it in secret. Nah, they, she gave up on that battle. Once, <laughs> as, as soon as I started watching it, she's like, I'm not going to win this. Right? They're like, ha 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 ha. She's like, yeah. Oh, son of a bitch. 
So congratulations, Laurie Strode. You win by default. <laughs> the best way to win. So let's move on to the best slasher. And we've got guest appearance from the Average Joe podcast here, giving out his award before we give out ours. What's going on, everybody? We are the Average Joe Comic Show. I am Benners. And I'm Beegers. And we are going to present the award for best slasher yeah, film. The best killer. Yeah, the best killer. The best killer in a slasher? Yeah, best killer in a slasher film. But before we get to that, guys, again, we are the Average Joe Comic Show. We are a podcast. We like to discuss comic books, uh, comic book movies, TV shows, and all things related to it. You yep. can check us out. Uh, we are streaming on all platforms. Again, that's Average Joe Comic Show. You can follow us on, find us on social media. Uh, at average underscore Joe underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter. Come check us out. Let us know what you think. But Beegers. Yeah. I, this, I is, thought, this is kind of your area of expertise I thought here. long and hard about this, and it ended up being a relatively easy pick for me, and it's Freddy Krueger. Yeah. And the biggest reason for that is that he doesn't even actually have to kill you to kill you. He, Because he attacks you in your dreams... So then you're forced to not sleep. And then you go crazy anyway because you're not sleeping. And you're probably going to die from some accident from not sleeping. Yeah, sleep deprivation. And then if you do fall asleep, then he's got you anyway. Yep. Plus he's got a great little song that follows him. He does have it's a little, great, really creepy yeah, and it's great. A really, really creepy little intro song. I, I, I'm not the horror guru over here. And I will say that Freddy Krueger scares the daylights out of me. So I had no problem... Agreeing with this, they've been absolutely the award goes to Freddy for sure. And he was an evil man before he became One, a monster. Two, uh, Freddy's coming for uh, you. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I got to sleep tonight, Beegers, okay? I'm not, we're not doing that. <laughs> All right. And that that's our award for best killer in a slasher film. Thanks so much, guys. It's a good pick. It is a good pick. Also, a good podcast. I enjoy the show. Check them out. Fucking do it if you're I, bad. I think they're right, but I can't in good conscience give the award to Freddy Krueger because I've never seen Nightmare on Elm. I've only seen the worst Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yeah. I mean, you son of a bee, Calvin. He's Top. not better than anybody in that movie, so I, I, I couldn't do it. So I give it to somebody else. Nick, who did you give your best slasher award to? You mentioned it briefly prior, and by briefly I mean several times. And that's the Xenomorph from the Alien franchise. There you go. By fucking far. There is no question. That thing is too fucking nasty. And while I may be more terrified of Jason in Jason X in space, Cyborg Jason. It's got an I, off button, I, I dude. Do not like c- Cyborgs at all. Um, the what Xenomorph. Cyborg? He's a good guy, Cyborg. I mean, love Cyborg. Yeah. Had to throw a booyah in there. But, uh, dude, this thing is just made for murder. Let me just fucking throw that acidic blood. It's got the oh, I forgot extendo the jaw. It's yeah. got a hard carapace. It's got a slashing tail, claws, gnarly teeth. That's the whole reason I put teeth in the qualification for slasher. And uh, I mean, it's just and a, a chestburster. It's right and a chestburster. It's a fucking apex predator. It can kill you in so many ways, and I love that it's incredibly intelligent. Like, it reminds me of a souped-up cat. Like, if the devil was like, hey, let me just take this kitty and make it a murder machine, 
that's what you would get. But also make it look like dicks at the same time. How does it look like dicks? Look at some pictures of the Xenomorph. It's got a big dick coming out of the back of its head. It's got dick-like arms. It's got dick-like tail. There's dicks everywhere, Nick. It's fucking dicks everywhere! I Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you. I, I agree 97% because I went a different way. And you that's mostly to, because Alien is still the most terrifying place to be. Um, I first The first Alien movie I saw was Prometheus. I enjoyed Prometheus. Just I really liked Prometheus, and it made me want to learn about the Xenomorphs. And like, okay, what are these dudes all about? So then I watched Alien, then Aliens, then Alien 3, Alien Resurrection, and Alien Covenant. And one of the Alien vs. Predator. I kept getting lost in the gestational cycle of the aliens. I, I, there's eggs, there's a queen, but it doesn't necessarily need... Wait, there, so there's an egg. The egg explodes on somebody, or you have to drink like the juice from the egg, right? And that's what impregnates you. Then boom, chest burster. Wait, yep, chest burster. Then that grows into the alien. But where does the uh, face hugger come in? I think that's that's, that, that's what the comes face out hugger of the hatches egg. for the egg. Yeah, right. So you can either get face that and that that spits the the chest burster into you. That's right. Okay. Right, and it basically impregnates a human through their mouth or anything that you know, is a biological organism because yeah, they can take on fucking anything. And then the chest burster comes out. The fucking predator gets got. The alien. Yeah. Right. Which grows rapidly, might I add. And it basically oh, comes out immediately ready to fucking kill people. Hey, when you got a job to do, you got a job to do. You don't want to waste time. Damn right, Calvin. They're fucking red-blooded American, green-blooded acidic Americans, Calvin. So like hard. I said, I had to go a different way. Because I couldn't use the Xenomorph. I mean, I, could, I guess I could have picked... No. I couldn't have picked a different movie in the franchise because Alien is the only one that's a true straight-up slasher movie. I went with Pamela Voorhees, Friday the 13th. Ooh, the original. The OG. So Jason gets all the accolades for Friday the 13th and the whole franchise. But he wouldn't be able to kill anyone if his mommy never paved the way in part one. This crazy-ass fucking mom. She's a lot more nimble than he is. Uh, <laughs> Jason just kind of lumbers around everywhere. It feels like anybody that could run faster than like a 15-minute mile can get away from Jason. But but Pammy, she's crafty. She's got some cat-like reflexes in that first movie. She's wicked She's all smart. over the place. Yeah. It was also one of the truly shocking twists in the formulaic horror movies. Oh, one yeah, of the 100%. first truly shocking twists. 100%. Uh, you know, Saw obviously has the greatest twist, but... Pamela being the killer as opposed to like the spirit of Jason or whatever just came out of left field. I saw this movie it was right around 2009 because it was after that the remake had come out. Um, I was dating someone who loved horror movies again I vehemently do not like horror movies uh, but we watched a lot of them during that time and uh, the reboot, uh... reboot just came out so we watched that then we went back to watch the original. The original is better. Yeah 100% even after almost 30 years, I did not see the mom being the killer coming. Spoilers. Okay, yeah, no, I didn't see the remake. But seriously, I didn't see I don't the, think that happened in the remake. I, like I said, I, don't, I, I haven't seen it, but I 100% agree, except for the Xenomorph is way better. Um, yeah, I can't argue with the Xenomorph. I'm I, not going I, to. I love the twist aspect of it. Mm -hmm. That was one of my absolute favorite parts. And when I first found that out, 
it hit me like a ton of bricks. I love that shit. She gets some great kills in, too, in that movie. She really fucking does. And, and she's she, just an old lady. Well, she would blend in perfectly. That's what creeps me out so much more is she's just like that mild-mannered person. You know, that you mm-hmm. wouldn't suspect of that with little hints yep. of fucking craziness. But Well, so that's why it's so good because we didn't see the twist coming. Neither did any of the characters. Like, she was not on anyone's radar. And that's what made her so great. It was unexpected. It was fresh for both watching horror movies and even within its own movie, it was unexpected and fresh. Hella fresh. And what I liked about it is somehow that's one of the twists. Obviously, we just spoiled the shit out of it, but that's one of the twists that has if you haven't seen it yet, kind of gone it. under the radar for all this time. Was it 40 years now? It's overshadowed significantly I mean, by the sheer amount of movies. Yeah, pumped everyone out knows Verbal Kent is Kaiser Soze, Darth Vader's Luke's father, Bruce Willis is dead the whole time. But Jason just gets so much publicity in this franchise that his mom just nobody even pays attention to her. Pretty much. And there you go. We just spoiled a bunch of movies for you. Enjoy. Those are our awards. Thank you to all the guests that help us present. We gave out the best single kill with Ryan L. Terry. We gave out the best near miss with the guys from Bring on the Weird. Uh, We gave out the most terrifying scenario with the guys from The Amazing World of Talkin' Shiz. We gave out the best final girl with the guy from Stories of Your and Yours. And we gave out the best slasher with the guys from the Average Joe comic show. So thank you to all of them for involving themselves in this. Thank you. We got a couple of real quick things, and then we'll get to the suckletives. Nick, any categories you think we missed? Uh, You know, least plausible weapon is one that came to mind. Okay, I went with best weapon. So Most exotic. Yeah. What, what do you think? We're all centering around weapons here. So least plausible for me would be, like, the cup in Chronicles of Riddick. Because technically he's a fucking slasher. Okay. Just saying. When he kills someone with a cup. Most exotic weapon? You know, there's that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Best mm-hmm. environmental kill? Ooh. You like that? I like that. And last but not least, something hella misogynistic because they're synonymous with horror movies. And that's Best Jugs. Just because. I don't like see I don't have the these I don't have a photographic memory of the jugs in all the movies that I've seen. My brother was obsessed with horror movies and that's how he would get me to watch them when cuz I was terrified of horror movies as a kid. I fucking hated them. I still them. am. But I was also a teenage boy at one point. So, I mean, tits, man. That's how it's like be sitting there watching this scary ass movie I'm terrified for three quarters of it. It's like where are the tits, man? I'm trying to see this shit. Oh yeah, this one uh this is a thousand house of a thousand corpses. No tits here. Sorry. You can see some dead tits, and it's like, fuck this shit, man. Storm around here. the whole weapon. I, like I said, I don't have much to add to the jugs conversation, but around the weapons, the hook from I know the hook hand from I know what you did last summer. It's an unwieldy weapon, but it's badass. To an extent, but it takes it takes a lot of skill and determination to use a hook to kill as many people as he does. For real, though, you'd get that stuck in someone so easy. We'll come back to it. <laughs> Don't worry. The hook will make a new appear- another appearance. Hell yeah. So, all right, last thing before we get to the suckletives. Do you think you could survive a slasher movie? Dude, 100%. Mostly because I'm not a fucking idiot. If there's a bad guy chasing after me, I'm getting in a vehicle and driving away. If there is yeah. no access to a vehicle, I'm running the fuck away. 
If I'm broken, I'm rolling away. I don't give a shit, dude. I'm taking the fuck off out of there. Fuck yeah. that noise. I the, the the answer is I could survive some, but not all of them. Looking straight at you, Alien and Jason X. Can't survive Alien and Jason X. I, two, I do not yeah. have the grit and determination of Ripley and whoever ends up in Jason X, if anyone even does. If my wife and kid were there, I'd for, it'd be you know a no-brainer. But if it was just me, it'd be like fucking just take me. Fuck it, I'm yeah. out. Uh, definitely Halloween and any of the Friday the Thirteenth other than Jason X. I think I could handle. If, um, if the protagonist or antagonist has a, a dick and a set of balls that I can kick really hard. I feel like that happened to Michael Myers and it didn't do anything. He's a eunuch. It's fucking berries. And then, so, like, the first Friday the 13th would be tough, too, because even if you get away from Mrs. Voorhees, Jason is, like, waiting in the lake to take you out at the 11th hour, so that's rough, too. But most Jason movies, most Halloween, Michael Myers, I think I can get away from the two of them. Freddy, he'd be tough to get away from because I couldn't couldn't not sleep. I gotta sleep. I get very cranky, Calvin. Very cranky. Plus, I, you gotta sleep. They're just—they're just like you said. They're slow. They're plotting. They just take their time to do everything. Even when they caught you and they're, you know, about to deal the death blow, they're just so super slow about it. Like I can get away. Just get out of town. Well, at the same time, they're surprisingly regional. So fuck yeah. you. Just drive away from the lake, yo. You're yeah. Good. Get, get out of Crystal Lake. Get out of Haddonfield. Like it's not that. Get on a fucking plane. Go to Mexico. You're done. It's over. Walk down the road. Like, fuck it. Yeah. It's not that hard to run away from a killer that refuses to move more than half a mile an hour. He's like Sam Gamgee. He's like, oh, this is the furthest I've ever been. You don't don't even have to run, man. Just do your grandma power walk. You get out of there. No problem. I'd be fucking throwing oil all over the ground. I'd go full Macaulay Culkin. I'd be, yeah. So I think the problem here, you and I, we understand. I think the problem here in these movies is that the protagonists are too worried about getting everyone else out alive. Like, they're worried about everyone around them. And you can't do that with a slasher. Let's let's preclude our significant others and our children from this. We're single men by ourselves. I do not give a shit about anyone else. Yeah, bye. Sorry, homies. (laughs) You've got to look out for number one in these situations. Like, in the Matthew Lillard, Dax Shepard, Seth Green classic without a paddle, they're about to be attacked by a bear. And Lillard, you know, he's tying his shoes up and Seth Green asks him what he's doing. He says, I'm tying my shoes. It makes me run faster. And Seth Green re- replies that he can't outrun a bear. And he says he doesn't have to outrun the bear. He just has to outrun Seth Green. That's it. That's all you got. That's the attitude in a slasher movie. He's 100%. got a knife. <laughs> run away. I'm not trying to get cut up. Fuck that. If he grabs a gun, all right, now do some zigzags when you're running. No Rick and Starks here. <laughs> I was trying to explain that to my wife the other day. The guns are incredibly inaccurate and people are shaky. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Michael Myers would be shaky. He's stout. He's pretty stout. He could be shaky, though. He's got the shakes. When does he eat? He doesn't have to, man. He's Spawn of Satan. Incarnate. Yeah. Just gonna say, he probably stinks like shit. Absolutely. 100%. He's out in the woods, killing animals and shit. Yeah, he's gross. On that note, let's move to the movie succulatives. The moment you've all been waiting for. Hell yeah. These were kind of harder than the superlatives because I feel like the reason you watch a slasher movie is kind of for the bad campiness of it. So, like, a lot of it's fun even though it sucks. Right. 
So let's go for the worst single kill. What do you got? Fucking Shannon Elizabeth. Uh, I'm trying to think what most people... American Pie, most people know her. Yeah. Shannon Elizabeth. That's how I'm uh, show. Yeah. Her character in Jack Frost. Have you ever seen that? I've seen the Michael Keaton family movie, Jack Frost. Not there is the a slasher movie. Horror slasher version where yeah. she gets into a bath where Jack Frost, the snowman, basically liquefies, takes mm. over the water, freezes her, bangs her, all while bashing her against a wall until she dies. And the neighbor sees her, like, flailing in the window, and he's just like, huh, and waves back at her. Watch that on YouTube. It is the funniest shit I've ever seen. It's the most over-the-top fucking bullshit I've ever seen. And the fact... The way he's like literally banging her against a wall. So when you said banging her the first time, I thought you were talking about he's banging her. Oh, he's both. He's banging okay. her. Okay. You, while okay. banging I her against a wall. That. Gotcha. He's basically fucking her against a wall to death. As gotcha. stupid as that sounds. While the neighbor's just like, mm-hmm. no, I get it. He's she. He straight up like presidential waves at her while she's just like flailing around and shit in the reflection of the window it's obnoxious so i had a hard time with this because again there's not great youtube compilation compilations of the bad kills uh the one that kept showing up was the aforementioned corncob one uh but i've never seen that movie i don't even remember what movie it's from at this point probably children of the corn it was not children of the corn man that hasn't made an appearance yet the fuck i went with club dread which is a broken lizard movie. It's still a slasher. It's it's kind of a parody, but it's also a slasher movie in the same way scary movie is. Uh, this girl tries to get in a golf cart and she tries to drive away and first it doesn't start, but then it does start and she's driving so slow in her getaway vehicle that the killer just is like walking next to her and eventually stabs <laughs> her. So it's it's like a really funny scene in Club Red. Uh, so broken lizard are the guys from uh, Beer Fest and Super Troopers. Yeah. so this is the movie they did in between those two it was like 2003 2004 ish it's really funny they they go to like this uh sandals type resort and or the, they are all are at the five of them are at the sandals type resort for whatever it's like a couple of them work there a couple of them are on vacations whatever and then this, this killer gets loose while they're there and starts killing everybody right and so one girl tries to get away she gets in a golf cart first it doesn't start so the killer catches up and then it does start but the golf cart's so slow that he's just like casually strolling next to her and just turns and fucking stabs her and walks on. Say so, goodbye. You gotta be able to get away from that. Yeah, no shit. Golf All right, so the worst ass sometimes, too. The worst near miss. I thought there were two ways to go with this. I could have gone silly, like Club Dread, and... Or you could go with the one where no one was actually missed. And that's where I'm going with this one. So I'm going Cabin in the Woods, because absolutely nobody got away in this movie. The people in the cabin all died, the people controlling the cabin all died, and the seemingly, the world was overrun by monsters. So there were a lot of bad near misses in this movie because nobody missed, they all died. Pretty much. Yeah. So that, that's how I had to uh, rationalize this in my mind. There you go. So, mine's more of a fake out. Okay. Mine's from, I'll always know what you did last summer. The follow-up. The sequel. When uh, Willis the undead guy is fucking stabbed in the head by Amber, and she's put th- and put into a fucking snowblower, so you think he's dead, and then she's obviously. driving. What's that? I said obviously. 
Well, right. I mean, snow blurs are scary. And then she's driving in the desert and blows a tire. And lo and behold, Willis pops up and maybe kills her. It's very ambiguous. But the first thing that always comes to my mind is, okay, so she got away near miss there. But then a fisherman just pops out of nowhere. The yeah. spirit of a fisherman so in she the fucking desert. Yeah. I yeah, feel you. fuck that noise. I feel you. So let's talk about least terrifying scenarios. Nick, what do you got? Friday the 13th, part 7. This one was immediate Sorry. for me. Let me rephrase. Friday the 13th, part 7, the new blood. Ooh. When Jason is chasing someone with a goddamn weed whacker that has a saw attachment. For one, I've used one of these in real life. My dad owns a yeah, landscaping company. They're fucking trash. And, I mean, you're not getting through much. You'd maybe get through some skin. And then I had a follow-up to this at the same time, and that's Candyman. Because you got to say the motherfucker's name yeah, just don't five look, times. Just don't say it in the mirror. Just don't it's say his fucking hard. name. Yeah. Just look away from the mirror that's, and say it five that's times. That's fair. Taunt the dude. I have a question here, and this has nothing to do with my pick. But as I was looking through all these compilations, something that kept coming up was Final Destination. Is that... A slasher any of them no no i, I cannot consider that a slash There's i don't think no anyone nobody, yeah yeah nobody's coming after i mean death personified not even personified the the idea of death is coming after all these people but they're not being hunted right there's no final girl there's a final guy yes there is ali larder see you have this weird memory where you like remember everyone's names and shit it's very intense well guy. i remember ali larder from heroes because Heroes was awesome. Oh, Hero, the first season of Heroes is awesome. That's what uh, everybody tells me. The, the rest of it you can take or leave. Um, but so I saw her first in that, and then I saw her in Varsity Blues, and then I saw her in the Final Destination movies, and so she always stuck in my mind as the lady from Heroes. And then she like was in this movie with Beyonce, where they were fighting over uh, Tay Diggs or somebody. Uh, obsession. Sounds right. Yeah. So that, uh, yeah. I, but I do remember a lot of actors' names also. You're very good at that. So mine was, because again, I haven't seen a lot of these slasher movies, I went back to Scream here. Out of the ones I've seen, I feel like that's the least terrifying scenario. It's just two gangly dudes that are really only trying to kill one person. I think I'd be fine there. Yeah, I'm not that right. one person. You're not banging one of them. So, well, yeah. he, I don't. I lock my doors. I don't go to her house at all. I definitely don't go to the party at her house. Yeah, and get shit. stuck in the garage. Yeah, I'm not getting and leave town for, for a couple weeks. Like, yeah, I'm they're fucking. Just, they're just Matthew Lillard. Come on, I'll beat the fuck out of that dude. I'm both those fucking dudes. Square up, son. All right, worst final girl. This was hard because this movie's near and dear to my heart, but it's Liv Tyler and The Strangers. Yo, she's really annoying. She's so annoying. She's a terrible actress. I I had to bring up The Strangers because it's absolutely amazing and it's terrifying but she's awful she's, she's whiny sends her boyfriend to do everything she's got a lot of good ideas but then she's like hey you go do that and he I just, just gets the shit kill out well i mean out. i love that uh glenn howerton's in that too is he yeah yeah he's the dude that, time. that comes into the house like the buddy I'm way too and, scared to watch it ever again oh yeah that gets murdered by the shotgun okay yeah that's that's uh dennis reynolds yeah i know who glenn howerton is of course, but maybe our listeners don't, Calvin. Oh, there the you soon go. to be future greatest slasher. Uh, she had 
very little agency over trying to escape her certain death. And then she also dies. You can't be a good final girl if you die. Yeah, she got shanked the fuck up. Yeah. God, The Strangers is haunting. Haunting, dude. Fuck that movie. I don't even I don't like it. Let's move on because I'm going to be and scared. Then, well, and then like The Purge took that idea and said, let's give all these people some agency over their invasions. Right. Let's give them some guns. The Purge took it one step further. Which right, the purge you... the purge is less terrifying than the strangers by far by far 100 percent. so who's your worst final girl this bitch dana from the cabin in the woods because she just fucking die just go die i mean um, she did well yeah but instead of just being killed just be killed everyone else in the world has to fucking die come that's on. fair come on and i mean the stoner dude saves her the whole fucking time just, I, I would argue that the stoner dude is the final girl in that movie and not her. He's more of a final girl than anything. But yeah. she's the final girl. That's the wording. I'm using That's your word. Yeah. I'm going I'm, Republican. I'm not arguing with your point. Don't I'm fucking just... argue with me, Calvin. Don't do it. Fine. Fine. What do you got for worse slasher, Nick? <laughs> Move right uh, past it. Worst slasher is this one was so easy for me it wasn't even funny. And that's Chucky of the Child's Play franchise. Because I would punt the dog shit out of this fucking doll. Another one very easy to get away from. For real. For God's sakes, dude. It's a fucking doll. And, I mean, I'm creeped out by dolls. Don't get me wrong. But I would be in... I'd go to the gym, and I'd just wait for this fucker. There's mirrors everywhere. You'd see him creeping up. And, uh, yeah, I would, I mean, get a golf club. Like, something that, you know, get a steel-toed boot. And I'm good to go. Sell him in a garage sale. That's all you need to do. I'll just kick him. Fuck that dude. If he if, if he's gonna keep coming after me, I would have such a good time. If I could get like the weapon away from him, I would just spin him as fast as I could and then throw him off into the distance into like the water treatment plant or something. Throw him in a big pool of shit. Alright, that's fair. Fuck that guy. I fucking uh, hate Chucky. That was my most fearful character as a kid. Could not stand it. I feel my that. cousins they, they locked me in a room with child the original Child's Play on, scarred me for scary life. Scary dolls are scary, man. Scarred Did me for life. Did you ever see the movie? Uh, I don't think this counts as a slasher. It, oh, what was it called? It was about Dead the Silence. ventriloquist puppets. That's Dead the one. Silence. How'd you know? Just because I remember the cover. The movie was creepy as hell, and then the twist was stupid as hell. So creepy it, like, as fuck. Took, took all of the scariness that happened in the first hour and 20 minutes and the last t- 10 minutes just destroyed it. I mean, at the same time, dolls in, like, the 90s, my sister had a doll collection, and my mom used to lock me in her room when I was being bad. She had, like, hundreds of dolls lining the walls, and then my neighbors down the block had a Chucky doll in their fucking attic window to scare kids. Fuck that noise. But it's a doll. Yeah, I feel it. I'm going back to Hook Guy from I Know What You Did Last Summer fucking hook guy yeah the hook is cool i gotta give credit where it's due you gotta stick to your theme i get it but it's just a bad murder weapon yeah that's not doing much damage i mean you gotta get way too close to get a kill in it's even worse than a knife because unlike with a knife you also have to get them at the right perfect angle like you gotta really like scoop them you got a hidden artery you can you can stab with a knife you can slash with a knife with the hook you gotta scoop that's that's not an easy move. Yeah, how are you going to scoop someone to death? Sounds awful. 
I mean, I guess he did it with yeah, great he success, did it with but several people, but yeah, <laughs> that doesn't matter. It's a bad weapon. I agree, hundred percent. All right, so those are our movie superlatives for slasher movies. Thank you for joining us all Halloween month long. We've got one more very special episode next week to end Halloween month. It's going to be a lot of fun, so make sure you tune in there. It's going to be dope. Thank you to all of our guests who participated and helped out with this episode. Uh, go check them out on all of their platforms. They're a lot of fun uh, to listen to and to interact with on Twitter. Uh, so do that. And follow us on Twitter, at APA something, at alone underscore podcast. And check out those cats who provide all of the music for a podcast about something. And you guys stay sassy. Stay sassy. Stay sassy.